Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming to our Thailand missions meeting tonight. Glad to see you guys all came. It looks like we're going to have a great group going out to Thailand for the mission trip this year. But I do see we have some new faces in the audience. Uh, I want to get everybody to introduce themselves that are new. And so I want to ask you, as I introduce you, as you introduce yourself, to give us your name and tell us, what was it like for you on January 13 at 8.07 a.m.? What was going through your mind? What were you thinking when you realized this is not a drill? I've only got 15 minutes of life left here on this earth. What were you thinking? Let me, let me start with somebody back here looks like they're brand new. Tell us your name and what was going through your mind. Hi, I'm Nan. <laughs> I was going ballistic. <laughs> Like, I don't know, nobody answered their phone, you know? It's like everybody got the text message, nobody answered their phone. By myself, going to die alone. Freaking out. You were panicking. I was. Panicking, okay. Thank you, Nan. Before we go on to dinner, let me see. Somebody else new around? Oh, here's somebody. Tell us your name and what you were thinking. What's going through your mind when you had only 15 minutes of life left? My name's Sharice. Hi, everybody. Hi. Um, I, oh, I was on the big island. This is just a true story. I was on the big island with some friends, and then all of our alarms went off. And you know what? Nobody called me. All my family's here. My parents, my brothers, their wives, their one baby, my cousins. Nobody called me. Nobody texted me. Nobody checked on me. I was like, hey, that's not cool. That's not cool, man. <laughs> but then the missile was coming. I was like, oh, man, 15 minutes. Then boom, boom, shaka, laka, laka. I was like, oh, that's it. That's all we got. But you know what? It's okay. I know Jesus. Jesus knows me. We're going to make it through, whether here or up there or whatever. Mutilated, limbs off, no more eyes, smithereens. That's okay. It's okay. Thank you, Sharice. <laughs> All right. So we got somebody that panicked in the back. We got somebody, they were confident they had their ticket to heaven because they knew Jesus. Who else? Oh, this lovely lady over here. Tell us your name and what was going through your mind when you knew you only had 15 minutes of life left. Hi, I'm Amy. Well, I was in an early morning prayer meeting, and then all of our phones went off. Lord, please, we all just started praying, and we said, no, turn that missile around. Make it turn around and fall into the ocean. No one can die. Lord, we need more time. We need more time. There's so many people out there that don't know you yet. So we just started praying. Wow, thanks, Amy. So before we eat, just want to remind you, next week, Saturday, June 23rd, 23rd? Next, whatever next week's Saturday, not this coming Saturday. Next week's Saturday, we have our next Thailand missions trip meeting, potluck at, at the Fong's house. If you have any questions, you want to know more about it, talk to us after the, the service. So um, welcome to all of you guys that came tonight to the uh, Thailand missions meeting. And let's go eat. Wow, awesome. Great job, you guys. Woo. Welcome to Mission Sunday for our church. You know, we do Mission Sunday once a year, and we talk about how our church has been 
committed to taking the gospel out both globally, all around the world, different places that we send mission teams out to, but also right across the street, right here in our own community. And I hope you like the skit. That was awesome. Good job, you guys. Proud of you. Really good. Um, You know, we uh, just want to bring it home how you felt. Do you remember on that morning, January 13th, 8.07 a.m., when you got that alert on your phone? You know, um, for me, I was, I think I mentioned it before, I was at home and I was just hanging out with the kids. Vanessa had just left and then uh, got the alert on, you know, Miley's phone, my phone. And we said, is this for real? Like all of us, is this real? And the kids kind of had a concerned look on their faces. And so I said, well, let's... Let's go into the living room. We'll figure this out. And I'm kind of panicking on the inside, but looking like a cool dad who has it all together on the outside. And um, right then, my wife, Vanessa, she pulls back in the driveway. She hadn't heard anything about it. She was on her way to a writer's retreat, and she came back just because she felt like she wanted to get us breakfast. So she bought breakfast for us, some croissants and different things at Foodland, came home, and she saw my face, and she said, what's wrong? I said, come in here. And so we, we talked about it. Then we called somebody who works at Pearl Harbor in the nuclear submarine division. So I was like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? He said, I know as much as you know. Close all your jealousies. So I said, okay. And so we started closing all the louvers. Like, that's going to make any big, you know, like, it's going to keep radioactivity out. And we... Um, we all of a sudden, my middle daughter, Sky, just started crying, panicking. And so we said, what are we doing here? You know, closing all the louvers. Some of them don't even close. <laughs> you know, those kind houses. And so we all sat down on the couch, and we prayed. Philippians 4, 4 through 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the Peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We prayed that. We sat there. We called up some of our people in our family. And we just, we weren't totally, you know, like without any kind of fear. But we felt the Lord's presence and his peace come over us. Some of you guys have crazy stories. Love to hear them. It's always Something interesting to talk about, ask where you were that morning. Something that everybody in Hawaii at the time has in common. Unless you slept through it, then good for you. So, you know, in that 15 minutes, our hearts were exposed. We were thinking, we got 15 minutes to live. Our hearts were exposed. You know, were you freaking out that morning? Were you panicked? Were you overly confident? You're like, okay, I'm going to heaven. Or were you like, you know, in the prayer meeting, turn that missile around God. There's so many people out there that still don't know you. That if they were to die right now, they would not be with you in heaven. What was your reaction? Yeah, that 15 minutes was, was interesting because I want to uh, right now bring up Amy She's going to talk a little bit about how God has been 
exposing things in her heart and what he's been doing. Let's give Amy another round of applause. She's going to share a little bit of a testimony of how God has been working on her heart in these last, what is it, six months now since that five months, and uh, how he's been working in all of our hearts. Hi. I'm Amy. <laughs> okay. Um, when we got that alarm, I was not the person praying. I was the person, um, my family was home except for Barry. Barry was camping, and I didn't know what to think. You know, but I wasn't panicking, and I thought, okay, I know the Lord. The kids know the Lord. We are going to be safe, you know, and my confidence within God. And I felt good about it, you know. Um, and then Barry called soon after and said, don't worry, it was not, not going to happen. And I just thought, okay, our reaction was good. Our confidence is in God. And then we did have a meeting, a Thailand meeting, where we went around the circle, and we, all, we asked everyone to introduce themselves and explain what happened, what their immediate response was when they got notice. And I shared what I shared. And I felt, you know, that's pretty good. You know, I'm a, I'm a solid Christian. And then when we came almost to the end, one of our friends shared, and she shared what I sh just did. She said they were in a prayer meeting, and they all started praying, and they asked God to turn that missile around, and they needed more time because not everyone has heard about the Lord. And that just cut deep into me, and I thought, wow, I'm so off target. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong that I love my family and I want to make sure my family is safe, but there, our family extends beyond our immediate family. Yeah. And um, so that really spoke to me, and I thought, gee, okay, there, there needs to be more mm -hmm. than just being confident in the Lord and my own little cocoon, my own little family. There's so many more people out there. And then when we were sharing, you know, we're talking about it, I, I thought of Barry's mom. When she um, found out that she had cancer, that she, um, the cancer was inoperable and incurable, the first thing she said was, well, my brothers and sisters don't know the Lord yet. And I thought, wow, you know, to have that heart, that she didn't think about herself, that I'm going to die and, you know, worry about anything. She thought about her brothers and sisters that didn't know the Lord yet. And that spoke to me. She passed away over 20 years ago. And I thought, Lord, where's my heart? Why aren't I immediately thinking about the lost? And so that's what I've been struggling with. And I thought, okay, God gave us five months since that morning. What have I done? What have we done? You know, and, um, and it kind of um, tells me that, wake up. There's more to it than just thinking about what I'm going to eat or where I'm going to go. But he's giving us time, and we need to use our time wisely. Um, there's a verse in the Bible in Second Peter's four seven and eight that says, "The end of the um, the end is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers, and most important, love each other with genuine affection, for love covers a multitude of sin." And um, just this past week, um, someone I know was saying that her her sister, who she's been praying for a long time, just came to know the Lord. And I thought, God answered your prayers. You've been praying for your sister. She came to know the Lord. And I thought, what about all those people out there? They don't have people praying for them. And then it just kind of connected the dots that the end is coming soon. 
Be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Above all, love each other with genuine affection, for love covers a multitude of sin. We have to love others with genuine affection and be praying with earnest and disciplined prayers. And that would do multitudes. Yeah. Mm. So um, I'm not there yet, but I want God to change my heart, to change the way I think, so that my re immediate reaction won't just be like this, but would be like that. And so that's my prayer, that I would be like that. And, um, and what, what also God's been telling me is that, um, you know, he sent his son because he loved us so much. And the God, Father sent the son to do the will of the Father. He came to, to destroy the works of the enemy and that the truth would be known. He came to do the will of the Father, and he told us to go and do likewise. You know, and so I'm asking God to change my heart, that I would have that, and that I would go and do likewise. Thank Amen. You. I love it. Thank you. And that prayer is echoed by me as well, Amy. As you were telling me the story, remember, a few weeks back, uh, I thought, wow. Look at my heart, Lord. Oh, look at my heart. I was kind of like Cherise and Amy. Okay, I'll take care of my family, which is good. We have to take care of our families. But did I think outside? Did I have a heart for those people who did not yet know Jesus? That's where I want to get to. That's the deeper truth that our team was talking about this morning that I hope the Lord would reveal to you and to me. You know, I am a work in progress. I think I mentioned that before. You know, I was thinking back to a time where um, I was thinking about myself, and I can be really self-absorbed, <laughs> maybe like a lot of us. And I was out surfing one day with my friends. We were out by Sandy Beach, Irma's, and we pulled up to the beach, and it looked like a hurricane was going on. The waves of wind were everywhere, but the waves were kind of good. It was really big. And we said, nobody is out. Me and about three of my friends, including my one of my brothers, Ben, and we said, let's go. Let's get the boards. And we jumped out. We got it all to ourselves. Well, there was a reason no one was out. Because <laughs> you don't go out in those kind of conditions. And so we jumped out and we started. As soon as we got out to the lineup, we immediately got pulled down by the current. It took us down about 300 yards. And if you go down towards Sandy Beach from Irma's, you're just over lava rock. Okay, there's no way to come back in. The next stop is Sandy Beach. <laughs> and so we started just getting pulled out really fast. And I started paddling towards the shore, paddling against the current. And I was getting nowhere. I was getting nowhere. And all of a sudden, my, I noticed my friend Winston, he had lost his board altogether. No board, just bobbing in the ocean. And he had like the deer in the headlights look. Like, oh, I'm going out to another island here. And I, was, I looked back at him. And I remember I had that choice. Am I going to go and save him? Or am I going to save myself? And I'm sad to announce I chose the latter. I said, I need to survive. I need to live. <laughs> Sorry, Winston, you're a goner. And so I just started paddling. Like, he's no use saving him. He's gone. And then I'm trying to 
get in. And all of a sudden, my friend Reg, who's there paddling next to me, Tyson knows these guys. He says, I got to help Winston. And I'm more convicted. I got to help Winston. So he just gave up. And immediately he went, and he was out there with Winston. Then, all of a sudden, the lifeguards come out with their jet skis. They ride right past me. And guess who they go and save? Those two guys. And they bring them in to Sandy Beach. I had to come into the lava rock. And I got all caught up. My board was totaled. And I, like, just barely made it in. And I mean, I always, like, look at Reg and I say, man, you did it. Like, when it came down to it, you were there for your friend. (laughs) Me? Look how shallow and self-absorbed I am that I wanted just to save my own life. Kind of reminded me of the missile, the false missile alarm on January 13th. You know, yeah, I got it together with our family, but I wasn't thinking of others who don't know Jesus. And God wants us to have that perspective, an eternal perspective. Do you have an eternal perspective that thinks about Jesus, the things of God, the kingdom of God, the things that are in our true home for eternity? Or are we stuck on the here and now and your life and your stuff? Matthew 6 says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin can destroy destroy and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moss and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also where your treasure is there your heart will be will be also where is your treasure this morning where is your attention God is trying to get our attention and put them not on the things of this earth, all of our stuff, even our own lives, even our own families, as important as that is. He's trying to turn our attention to eternal things, church. And I believe God brought that missile scare on January 13th for our benefit, for our blessing. I don't know about you, but I I firmly believe that Why? To get our attention. It was an alarm. Thank God it was a false alarm. But God is trying to get our attention and turn us towards eternal things. Now, our church's mission statement is to love God and to love others. It's awesome. The greatest commandment, right? Great commandment. To love God, to love others. Jesus summed up all the law All the prophets. What is the greatest commandment, Jesus? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second is this, Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. So to love our neighbor, what does it mean? What does it mean to love our neighbor? Our neighbor, it could be anybody that we're around. Yes, the people we live next door to, right here, the people who are sitting next to you, the people in our families, the people in our offices. What does it mean to love our neighbor? It means that we care about them. It means that we care about how they're doing. 
But most of all, and this is the part that we miss, this is the part that we don't even think about. We care about their spiritual condition. We care about where they're going after they're done with life on this earth. To really love someone means that we're concerned with their eternal destiny. Let me repeat that. To really love someone means that we're concerned with their eternal destiny. Jesus paid the price for us on the cross. He came to earth and he was God's rescue plan that we would be saved because of what he has done, taking all our sins upon him on the cross. That was the price God the Father prayed. He lost his one and only son. Why? So that we would be saved. We would be rescued. Rescued from what? Rescued from hell. A lot of times the church does not want to talk about hell, right? We kind of skip around it. We don't want to tell people who don't know Jesus they're going there. Jesus talked a lot about hell. Why? Because he doesn't want anybody to go there. He talked more about hell than he did almost anything else. In the New Testament, it's filled. He does not want anyone to go there. He wants all of us to be saved. Jude 1, 22-23 says this. It says, Be merciful to others who doubt. People who don't believe in Jesus. Have a soft heart, not a hard heart. Be merciful. Show them God's mercy, his love, his grace. Save others by what? Snatching them from the fire. Snatching them from the fire. Part of our calling on earth is, here on earth, is not just to hopefully do good things around people and think that we're like a nice person. We don't want that to be it. Huge part of our calling is having that heart that every single person that you know and come in contact with doesn't go to hell. Part of our mission is to depopulate hell. Look at your neighbor, tell them, let's depopulate hell. Tell them that. Let's depopulate hell. Let's make sure nobody we know that God has put in our circles into our lives goes there. I was listening to a pastor once. I remember this from way before. He said, if I could have one prayer for this church, it would be that you would know how terrible hell really is. Because if we really knew what that was like, eternal separation from God, a place of eternal torment, Suffering, we do not want anyone to go there. But sometimes it takes a real wake-up call for us to get it, yeah? Sometimes it takes a real, like a loud alarm for us to wake up. And that's what I believe that wake-up call was. That alarm was. So our church exists, we, our mission is to love God 
and to love others. And we know that by loving others means that we care about their eternal condition, their spiritual condition. And we want to love others into the kingdom of God. And that's our equipping. That's what we do here as a church. That's what we are doing this message right now. Uh, That's why in our small groups, we want to really be followers, not fans, so we can love God and love our neighbors as ourselves. And so that's why we do missions. So part of our church, and this is the part that Pastor Mark has had me help lead, is the we have a belong, believe, and become parts of our church. You can check it out in the bulletin. It's actually laid out there really nicely. Um, the belong part is really the evangelism portion of our church. We want everyone to know that God loves them no matter who they are, no matter what they've done, whether you come to church, whether you don't come to church. And God is calling you to belong, to be a part of his family. He loves you. Amen. And so we send out missionaries here. We do a lot of work in McKinley High School. In fact, we're having a blessing service. You can mark it on your calendar on July 22nd. One service out in the McKinley High School Auditorium. We're going to bless all the teachers and the football team and everybody and their families. It's going to be fun. July 22nd, 10.30 a.m. And we do a lot of ministry here on the campus. We serve every once in a while at the Next Step Shelter, where we do a meal service there every other month. We're trying to equip our church to be salt and light in the community, right? We also do... Global missions, and Barry said that you guys are all going to Thailand. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Thank you all for signing up. That's awesome, Barry. Good job. So the Lord might be calling you to Thailand. He might be calling you to Japan. They just got back from their trip this spring. The Alaska team's leaving. I think it's the last day of this month, first day of July. They're going to be there for 14 days working in the village, helping the villagers come to know Jesus, have the hope of Jesus in their lives, grow in the Lord, hopefully planting a church there one day. Uh, we have the Thailand team leaving in the fall. We have another team who's going to Vietnam and Cambodia, is that correct? I think Holly's going to be leading the team there. Am I missing any teams, any other teams? We also have like long-term missionaries that we support. We support the Miyamotos in Kohala on the Big Island. And so they're part of great ministry there. We just got back, uh, took the junior hires, the 9 through 12-year-old kids up there for four days. I loved it. It was so much fun. I got to see what the Miyamotos are doing up there and continue to pray for them, that ministry to reach out to Kohala and kids all over the Big Island as well as some Honolulu kids too. And it's a lot of fun. What a great mission. So we send out long-term missionaries, hopefully more in the future. And we also send out long-term missionaries to our city here. Um, we have about 150 of them, adults, I think. Uh, do you know their names? Uh, it's everyone right here in this, in this area. You, did you know that you are a sent-out long-term missionary? Can you give yourselves a hand? Okay, come on, let's do it. Yeah, all right, I like that. Each one of you is a missionary, and you are sent out from Kaka'ako Christian Fellowship. So represent us well. Represent the kingdom of God 
well, represent Jesus well. God has called you to bring the good news, the gospel, to every single person that you work with, every member in your family, in your circle of friends. God has specifically chosen you to help rescue them from hell and bring them into the light, into an eternal inheritance in Christ Jesus, that they would spend eternity with us, praise the Lord, but most of all with Jesus. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, let me read it. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. This is known as the Great Commission. We heard the Great Commandment earlier. Now this is the Great Commission. Jesus has given us all his authority. He's said he's going to be with us to the very end. He's empowering us to go and preach the gospel. That Remember we had a baptism a few weeks ago? Wasn't that awesome? That we would see more of that. More people coming to know the Lord, choosing to be identified with Jesus in his baptism. And we would be able to teach them everything Jesus has commanded us. How to love God, how to love others, how to be taking the gospel out to the ends of the earth right here where God has put us. We have been commissioned as a church. You have been commissioned as his missionary. You might make business cards, missionary of the gospel of Jesus Christ. People ask you, what do you do? Tell them you're a missionary. Where? Right here in Honolulu. Go and make disciples of all nations, church, baptizing them. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them everything God has commanded us. Amen? The time is short. The time is short. God is saying, how much do you have in your hand? Whatever you have in your hand, whatever he has given you, maybe some of you have been following Jesus for 40, 50 years or more. Maybe you've been following Jesus for like four or five days. Everything in between. Whatever God has given you, give it out to somebody else. Share whatever you know so that somebody else can come to know Jesus. When I was up on the big island, I was preaching to nine to 12-year-olds. And you know these kids, some of them, they, it's a Christian camp, but not all of them know the Lord. Their families, some of them, families are Fine. Some of them are total mess. And kids are hurting. And it doesn't matter. Even the Christian kids, a lot of times, just like all of us, we have a lot of things going on. When I was there, God was just really putting that burden on my heart. That time is short. That time is short. That these kids have to be really know Jesus. What's the main thing? That they would know Jesus, have a personal friendship with him, that Jesus would be their best friend. They can always turn to Jesus, that they can put their life in Jesus and their eternal destinies will be secure. They would be able to walk through their lives with hope, power, victory, that they would be able to minister to their other friends who are having a hard time, that they would see their other friends get saved. Isn't that awesome? And that's why the camp is so much fun. 
By the end of that four days, these kids were pumped. You know what they were doing at the time for our chapel? They're like screaming, let us in, let us in. You got like 35 kids doing that. And they're pounding on the doors. And some of the other adults were saying, oh, tell them to be quiet. <laughs> tell them to be quiet. I was like, I love it. This is awesome. Louder, like louder. I said, what if we were doing that? The adults, could you imagine for a church service? Let us in. Let us in. I was loving it. They couldn't wait. The time is short. Whatever you have in your hand, take it. Use it. Give it out to somebody else. Heed God's warning to us, church that we would really begin to live as followers of Jesus Christ. Not fans, followers, but not just us following Jesus. We would have our friends. We would have our family. We would have people in Alaska, Thailand, Japan, in the Middle East, India, the Pacific, right here in Honolulu people in your workplace, they will be following Jesus alongside of us. that sound good? So in conclusion, I'm going to ask you to think about people. We had 15 minutes, right, before that missile was supposed to hit. I don't know how accurate that is, but that's just what they say. We had like 15 minutes to live. I'm going to ask you to think about the 15 people in your lives that don't know Jesus. Who are those 15 people? What are their names? Begin to let God percolate those names, those people, their lives. Right now, I'm going to ask you in just a little while that you would begin to write those names down. If they were to pass away today, where would they go? Where is their eternal destiny? And while there is still time, we still have time now. Amen? We still have time right now. Let's commit to praying for them. Let's love on them intentionally. What can we do to love on them and care for them? And what can we do, Father, that we would help them to know you, to know your son Jesus as their Lord and Savior? Why don't we go ahead, and if you, have a, don't need, if you don't have a pen, just raise your hand. We have an usher with a pen. Why don't we go ahead and just begin to write that down now. You can... Just write down those 15 names the Lord has put on your heart. This is our application right now. May the Lord speak to you their names. You know, there was that alert that came on our phones. We had 15 minutes until the missile was supposed to hit. But when it's really all said and done, when the Lord comes back, when Jesus returns... In his second coming, it's also known as the day of the Lord, the great and terrible day of the Lord. There won't be any 15-minute warning, church. He could come back right now. He could come back an hour from now, tomorrow. We don't know when he's coming back, but we do know he is coming back soon. 1 Corinthians 15, 52, as you continue just to write those names down. Let me read to you the scripture. It says, In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, or the trumpet will sound, 
The dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. It's going to come in a twinkling of an eye. Do you know how fast a twinkling is? Twinkling is faster than a blink, I think. Just a little twinkle. Once he comes, that's going to be it. There won't be any time to call anyone. There won't be any time to text anyone. There won't be any time to introduce anyone else to Jesus. That'll be it. 1 Thessalonians 4. The day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Does a thief tell you when he's going to come? It just comes. We don't know when. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman. When they say everything's all good, when life is easy, when we're just chilling and going about our business and life is so great and it's like peace and safety everywhere, I feel like we're living in those times right now. Let me read that to you again. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman. 2 Peter 3, chapter 3, verse 8. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. That's our Lord's heart. My prayer is that we would take heed the warning now, before it's too late. The alarm is sounding. Jesus is coming back soon. Right now, we have our names written down. The Lord is speaking to us now. Maybe what we can do. Maybe He's churning up, turning up the soil in our heart. That we have a heart to be able to love our neighbor as ourself. I'm going to have the sound team. They're going to put that alarm back on. They're going to ring out that alarm that comes on our phones when a natural disaster hits or something terrible is about to happen. Let this not be something where we're going to have a false missile thing, but we're really talking about Jesus coming back. This is God's alarm to you and to me that the time is near. He could come back at any moment. Let's go ahead and play that alarm so we think and pray. Would you stand with me, church? I asked that you, I went to a Danny Silk conference last week, it was. He did this great thing. He asked, as he was praying, for the church to put their hands over their hearts. Would you put your hand over your heart? If you're like me, you feel your heart beating a little bit faster than normal. 
that alarm really, if it's doing its job, the Lord is using it to speak to your heart and quicken your heartbeat for Him. Quicken your heartbeat as a conviction of the Holy Spirit to say, you know what, the time is short. Would you be able to share Jesus with every single person God puts you in contact with, both globally, locally? So that they would experience Jesus. They would follow Jesus alongside of you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, so much for Jesus. We thank you that he paid the price on the cross for our sin. And he came to rescue us. And he's coming again. And that's going to be it. Thank you, Father, that you've chosen us as missionaries. You handpicked us to be gospel takers, to take Jesus, the good news of Jesus, to those we meet, Lord. Would you examine our hearts, Lord, that you would help us to be able to say, yes, Jesus, I want a heart that follows after you, that loves you and loves my neighbor as myself, that is on mission with Jesus to seek and to save the lost, Thank you for ringing the alarm this morning in my heart and helping to, me to see what's most important. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, let's, let's really um, you know, heed the alarm and, and really let's really pray uh, for the names on our, our, our papers um, that that people, that we would be vessels where people can come to know the Lord. You know, one thing came to my mind um, as we were uh, praying and stuff was, you know, on Tuesday, um, you know, our president and the president of North Korea, they're getting together in Singapore for a very, very important summit. You know, all of Korea, north and south, uh, they're praying um, for this summit. And I feel like we need to pray too. You know, let's just pray um, that, that God would be there in an unmistakable and powerful way that we would see before our eyes, just like the, the, the falling of the Berlin Wall, we would see something amazing, amazing happen uh, in our world, in, in Korea. And so let's pray. And, you know, for some of you, you know, you're, you know, we all have opinions about our president. It doesn't matter. You know, First Timothy chapter 2, it says that he's calling the church, he's calling all of us to pray for those who are in authority. That's our call, you know. And so let's be the church and let's pray and, and let's pray that God would do something incredible uh, on Tuesday, all right? So so be praying and, uh, yeah, and so um, as we close, yeah, like, you want to pray right now? I know we're running a little late, but uh, let's pray, all right? Father, we just pray that, that you would do something powerful, that you would be there in that, um, the midst of that summit that you would be right there with the presidents and that, that as they speak that you Holy Spirit would be there and that you would lead them to, to something phenomenal that we would see a reconciliation that we would see a joining together of all of Korea north and south Lord. we pray we pray that you would do this we thank you Lord in Jesus name Amen